all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The best part about being on the radio, the best part about doing podcasts mm-hmm. is letting other people do the work for you <laughs> and then you just bump your gums for like 20 minutes about their work. Oh, this guy's terrible. Oh, what a great article this was. The former obviously doesn't apply to this man right here. Uh, Brian Diardo from CBS Sports, uh, a guy I got on the show recently from our, or recently a lot for Mark during football season. Mm-hmm. National guy, but he, he leans Steelers a lot. He does a lot of Steelers stuff. He wrote up five moves the Steelers should make in the Uh-oh. 2023 offseason. So we're going to parse our way through these five moves that our man Brian from CBS Sports thinks that the Steelers should make. Tell you, Father, if we, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go, mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to go, uh, uh, when it comes to these five moves that Brian has thrown out there. Kicking things off with move number one, extend Alex Highsmith's contract. I'm hey, giving that no a no-brainer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alex Highsmith due for a big payday. Huge breakout season last year with 14 and a half sacks. You found your Robin for TJ yeah, Watt. Yeah, you did. And he's a really good Robin. I mean, he's... Nightwing, as I like to say, but with a, you do like the graduated that. Robin mm-hmm. into being his own vigilante at some time. I mean, 14 and a can't half sacks. Up. I can't keep up with your Batman references. 14 and a half sacks. My Batman references are out of control, bro. Out of control. 14 and a half sacks is nothing to scoff at at all. In fact, it puts you towards the league leaders in that category. Yeah, absolutely. And he led the league in tackles for loss this year. He was a monster. I believe. Did he not also, tackles for loss? For fumbles. Forced fumbles. Forced fumbles yeah. Up there in tackles for losses as well. Dude was a monster this year. And according to Brian in this article, the market value that's projected for him, five years with an annual salary of $12.65 million. That is a steal, my friend. If you can get him for that, very team-friendly deal like that, where I think Highsmith gets paid $12.65 million. I mean, you went to Charlotte in college. You were drafted in the second, third round. Did you expect to make that kind of money? No, but you did. Good for you. Congrats. You're not going to get paid number one type money. But take this number two type money, and in the meantime, it helps the Steelers team out as well as far as their cap hit is concerned when it comes to their number two outside linebacker. So, yeah, I agree with the way you put it when we first started talking about this. No-brainer is what this move is. This, I think it's very apropos that Brian put it at number one on his list. I think it should probably be towards the top of the list as far as in-house things that the Steelers need to do this offseason. And we've seen Omar Khan talk about, you know, 
it being one of their priorities. So I don't have any fear that Alex Highsmith isn't going to get signed at all. I, I have I no think fear it's gonna either. Happen for sure. I the have no fear coming. either. This guy, I think, you know, we've seen players like Devin Bush really fumble the bag in terms of getting a second contract. We've seen guys like Terrell Edmonds who weren't given that fifth-year option but then impressed enough in that fifth year to earn a new contract. We haven't seen that contract come in quite yet, but we expect Terrell Edmonds, or we we would rather hope to see Terrell Edmonds on this team for the coming future, not necessarily on the on the biggest, splashiest deal, but for Alex Highsmith, talk about a guy who really just earned his right to get a second contract. And I know we say second contracts for wide receivers are really rare, but Deontay Johnson just got one. There has been no guy in my mind, Tom, maybe you could say Najee Harris, but he is yet to be up for a contract, so we don't really know what's going to happen when that year comes, what he'll do. But there has been no doubt in my mind, Tom, over the last, I would say, four years, a guy who is no more deserving than Alex Highsmith for a second contract. I don't think there's been a bigger hit in the Steelers draft for the last four-ish years than Alex Highsmith. He's still under contract next year, so there's not like a pressing need to bring him back. He's gonna play for you, uh, but you want to, like you are eager mil. to bring him back. No, I think you want to bring him back. And here's one last thing about him that you got to keep an eye on: Is he the latest hold in of Steelers training camp this can't year? Imagine. As he works for his new contract, I don't. I would not be surprised. It seems that seems to be the way that not just the Steelers go about it, but the league in general goes about it now. Is you know you don't do that hold out where you don't show up at all you're you're around you're doing individual workouts getting ready for the season using the team's facilities to your advantage but you're just not participating in the team activities while you work out your contract uh, uh, he's the candidate that's next up for that and just based on what we've kind of seen track record wise I don't know why if you're Alex Heisman's agent you wouldn't tell him to to take that course of action because mm-hmm. it's been the course of action taken by TJ Watt, taken by Cam Hayward, taken by Deontay Johnson. All three of those guys got contracts. Obviously their play on the field is what gave them those contracts more than them, you know, sitting on the sidelines during team activities and training camp. But Alex Highsmith's kind of in that same boat as those three guys where you know you deserve that second contract and you know that you're at a position of strength for the Steelers. They don't want to make that a weakness by letting you walk when they could have you on a decently team-friendly deal. Maybe it's so team-friendly that it doesn't even get to the point of a hold-in, right? Like, it's it's mm-hmm. a done deal before camp even starts. I would hope so. But he is the the leading candidate for that to happen, the next person that you'd see that potentially happen And how funny is it that he plays on the defense? That defense is just going to continue to get more and more expensive as time goes on. It is, and I mean, I guess that's just the that's just the path that you've started to walk down if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've decided that you're going to invest in defense, kind of zig when the rest of the league is zagging, and if you're going to make that your plan, don't half-ass it. You know, don't put one foot in the water and keep the rest of it out. Jump all in with a cannonball, so mm-hmm. keep signing guys. Sign Alex Highsmith, signing guys in free agency, yeah. Make the expensive even more expensive. It's 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 kind of the path that you're walking on right now. Yeah, I, I again we we started this saying it was a no brainer to at least to me, right? I don't think that you've like you had Bud Dupree, who was a really great partner to 
TJ Watt. He's back on the market now, by the he way. He is back on the market. A some lot of people, pe- of course, Steelers right. always. Right, right, people, right, right. ooh, our old buddy's out there. But I don't think it's even close. Like, again, I understand the progression of which Bud Dupree, dope, bleh, whoa. Bud Dupree played with TJ Watt. Wow. It took a while for Bud and TJ really to come together as teammates. Alex Highsmith is so far ahead of where Bud yeah. was. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, I won't hear the arguments where, oh, well, Bud played with. With TJ, the early stage of his career, TJ wasn't setting the single-season sack record playing with Bud, and Alex Highsmith got to do that. Well, look at the season that Alex Highsmith just had without TJ Watt for half the season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think you you had a slam-dunk home run uh, fill-in or, or plug-in or replacement from when you transitioned from Bud Dupree to Alex Highsmith. And if you want to go out and sign Bud to a, a cheap deal as a number three guy, as like a Mel Ingram guy, go for it. But you don't you don't lose Alex Highsmith. You don't say, oh, well, we could get Bud Dupree for cheaper. Let's let Highsmith walk. Older, cheaper. Yeah, right. Not as successful. Right. Yeah, we like to throw uh we like to throw this stat, stat out here all the time. But in uh Bud Dupree's first three years playing in the NFL, he had eight and a half about 14 sacks. And Alex Highsmith just had 14 and a half sacks in mm-hmm. a single season. Uh, Bud broke out in his fifth season in the NFL with 11 and a half sacks. So even in his breakout season, he's three sacks shy of what Alex Highsmith right. did at a younger right, right, age right, right, in right. his breakout season. Right. So, yeah, no sense in going backwards. No sense in recycling. Uh, Bud Dupree is going to find a home, and he's going to be an impa- impactful player on a home. Yes, but it's just not going to be back at this home. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, according to Brian Diardo, another old buddy, another recycle here, but this is Ooh. a recycle I really wouldn't be too upset with. Bring back Jay Wobble, Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. Okay. That's I... the one that got away from me. You know? Oh, That's absolutely. The, the, the fact one that, that got Sean away. Davis and Artie Burns sit on the team longer than Javon Hargrave. Oh, you really. Well, that was really... more because of Hargrave being really, Great. really good. Yeah. Not... It's not like the Steelers decided to punt on I him. I get it, but the fact that you were stuck with Burns and Davis and you couldn't keep Hargrave. My thinking is, I don't even think about that. I just think that's a guy that they thought maybe was going to get a little bit better or kind of be who they saw in the when thir- he left. As a third-round draft yeah. pick. Yeah, so you didn't really make it a priority to move some money around and make money available for him. And then him. by his third year. And then he explodes into this guy in yeah. Philadelphia where he's the best of the best defensive line in football. But even before that, like in his third year in Pittsburgh, he was this up-and-coming defensive lineman. He was playing, like, I don't you can't say his best because I think his best football was playing in Philadelphia. Look, if Ben wasn't still on the roster, that's a guy they would have kept. Right, because you have to deal out all that money to Ben. Not a quarterback, you got to make cap casualties. You got to let young, good players walk sometimes, and Hargrave was one of them. But he's done nothing but get better and better. Now he's 30 years old. He's going to enter the open market again. And I honestly think this is a little too steep for the Steelers. So that's my. Okay, so we haven't given our. So you hear Jamin Hargrave, if obviously if money isn't an issue, you go, mm hmm, bring him back. But when you have to keep in mind of the cap, you may want you may go a little cool and say, uh, I'm going to go uh-uh, officially. Just because not for the player. No, just not the for the player, for the money. 20, I agree with 20. you. 20.1 average annual yeah. salary is what he's going to get. He's going to be the highest paid defensive lineman on the market this year ah. in free agency. I mean, I know Frank Clark just got released, and he had been making $15 million. 
but he's older and uh, they're around the same age, but he's only expected to make about twelve point four million on the market. Like Hargrave is the guy that's gonna get paid this year. Mm-hmm. I think you can kick the tires on some of the other guys that are gonna be out there. And honestly, I would not be upset if it's just Larry Ogunjobi coming back. I mean, his market value, according to Spot Track, the estimated one is about like three point one million dollars. I think that's off. I think he's gonna get a little bit more than that. But give him like five million to come back to Pittsburgh on a couple year deal. I think he earned the right, you know, despite having a couple of injury problems last year, missing two games. Yeah, that he was healthy enough for the most and, part. And I mean, and you have two young guys. I you can't argue how much of an impact he had on helping the run defense go from thirty second to top ten. Like he was a part of that, an instrumental part of that. So I don't. Uh, it's attractive to see a Fletcher Cox or for a sure. Frank Clark yeah, right. or a Robert Quinn or a Brandon Graham or an Ngakwe or a Hargrave. All these guys are out there. But I think he can save a little money here and still get a player that's very impactful in Larry Ogunjobi. So that's where I would go in that. Uh, so, and again, too, I know they play slightly different positions, but they still play up front. You still have Loudermilk, who is a young guy. You still have DeMarvin Leal, which a lot of people thought yeah, after he's going to be year, a guy that you keep an eye on this year. For sure. I think your defensive line is okay without Javon Hargrave. It if, is, if you bring back Larry O, though. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, you got to bring somebody in. Because if. If right. you just stand pat right now and let Lario walk without anybody coming in, because right then now you're in trouble. You're starting no sackle is Martravius Adams. Yeah, I don't like that very much. No, I, I don't like Martravius Adams, but if he's but not coming as off a the starter, bench, yeah, spelling people, playing thirty percent of the snaps. Right, I like him there. So you got to bring another body in. I just think you should bring in the guy who's going to be cheaper and the guy who was here last year. Familiarity, you know, this defense I think got better as it got healthier and as the season went on. So let's keep some of that familiarity around there. Have this defensive line look to its left, look to its right, and say, hey, we, we've been playing together for 17 games now. We've been building a lot of momentum. Let's carry that into 2023. So I'm mm-hmm on the Larry O thing. As far as Brian's concerned, I'm an but, uh-uh on Jay Wobble. It's too expensive. the circumstances, right. You you were already paying your defense so if much money. Out, we just talked about paying Alex Highsmith. I know. If he came out and was like, I love Pittsburgh. I'd I'll, play I'll there for $10 million yeah, dollars right. a year. Absolutely, I'll sign it in blood, Signed, buddy. sealed, delivered. Love yeah. Javon Hargrave, but it's just not. It's just not going to work. It's out. just such a shame to think back on what was at the 2016 draft, having Sean Davis and Artie Burns in the first two rounds, and then you strike gold in the third with Javon Hargrave, and you lose him. You lose him, but that's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you have that quarterback. That's why the Steelers have this window right now. Right, where they you got to take advantage, advantage of signing you these can guys. Spread money around. Yeah. All right, number three. Bring uh-huh. in competition at offensive tackle. Uh-huh, I'm going to go uh-huh, another uh-huh. no-brainer here. Uh-huh. How you bring in that competition, though, I think is where you vary. Uh, I think you can do it multiple ways, though. It doesn't have to be just one or the other. I like the draft avenue, though. Uh, yeah. I think it's tougher to find, like, premier free guys. agent guys at left tackle at offensive tackle because why are these guys getting let go? Oh, no, you know? Yeah, like, right. Why are they on the not free like, getting yeah. let go? You get a Lyle Collins out there because he's a little longer in the tooth. And Dallas, well, I mean, got, Dallas can, has got a replacement ready every for Every now him. and again, you find like a Teron Armstead last year who moved from New Orleans to Miami. Yeah, but that's, that's a, a rare Those case. are rare. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, guys like, like that. Look like, at with, the guys. With the Trent last, Williams. He right. forced his way out. He needed to trade out of Washington, to get out yeah, of there. Right. Like, you don't just give those guys up. You want capital back from there. They're really arguably behind the quarterback, one of the most important positions in football. I mean, look at the last two years, the guys the the, the guys who the Steelers brought in. They brought in Trey Turner, Mason Cole, and James Daniels. None of those. I mean, 
You're hoping one catches on. And, all and three. I mean, all credit to Daniels and Cole this year for yeah, Dan, being Daniels for staying healthy. Daniels is good signing. I think Mason Cole is a good piece to have. Not not as good as Daniels, but solid. Very solid. solid. Trey Turner was way over. Yeah, the right. Like and those guys happen. aren't the. It wasn't like the Steelers won the lottery, right? And and they were the team that these guys decided to come to. These were middle of the pack guys who the Steelers took a fly a, a fly chance on, and one of which really is working out. One of which is solid, and one of which was out within the first year. The big guy on the market this year, maybe the Armstead this year, is Orlando Brown Jr. from Kansas City. He's only 27 years old. He's set to make like 22 million on the open market. He's a left tackle. He's a stud. Right. He's gonna go somewhere. Kansas City's probably gonna bring him back. He's gonna go somewhere else. That's a lot of money for the Steelers to sink into their left tackle position. Other guys up there on the list are Taylor Luan. I don't want Taylor Luan. No. He's 32 years old, and he gets hurt way too much. Donovan Smith's going to be 30. Rodney Hudson, uh, well, he's a center, sorry. George Fant, tackle for the Jets. He's going to be 31. Go cheaper and try to get the stud. And maybe you got to trade up to do that. Maybe you got to package 32 and 17 to get Skaronsky from Northwestern, to get Paris Johnson from the Ohio State University. Yeah, I like. I think if but if do you do that, and then you've got a cheap left mm-hmm. tackle who could be as impactful as Orlando Brown right away if he's as good as people think he is. And now you've got Kenny and Paris Johnson Jr. walking together uh-huh. into fields of joy for the next ten years. So I think drafts the way I'd go with this one to bring in the competition. And you expect, don't you, that if you want Skaronsky or Johnson, got trade up. Yeah, there's guys that'll be there. Like, I think his name, is his name Duran Johnson, I think, from, I don't know, Anton Johnson. There's a guy from Oklahoma. Anton Harrison. Anton Harrison. I'm putting all these names together. It's all good. Draft season. Right. Yeah, Anton Harrison, he's going to be there at, like, 32, I think. There's going to be sometimes. a couple of guys. Uh, there's another guy out of Georgia. But those, Broderick Jones. Yeah, right, but right, right. But those guys are just, like, good tackles. Right. Skaronsky and Johnson you need the are, are supposed you to be need, the elite. You need the guy who you can count on for a decade, decade and plus. Yeah, they're, they're the guys that are tabbed as the elites in this class, and there's really only two of them, and that's why they're not really going to get past the top 10. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll go to 11 or 12. But I, I think that would be my avenue to bring in some competition. Maybe you do sign like a guard, or maybe you pick a guard in like the fourth round or something like that in the third round to bring in two more bodies. Let's put it that way. If you can bring in two more bodies, uh, whatever way you do it, two more offensive line bodies to get some competition going, I think that's a success. And I think that's what yeah, they right. need to do. And But one of those you really feel the need to be Skaronsky or Parish Johnson. I, I don't know if I feel the need to. Oh. Uh, what if you get Broderick Jones and he's great? You know, it could happen. Yeah, but you Skaronsky don't know. could bust. You don't know. You, you j- it's like what we did in my, on Tuesday's show, Jacob, with Billy Bean. You just don't know. You but you got you know, a better odds if it's Skaronsky. You got better odds of him. Of For him, sure. Of them Absolutely. hitting a home run. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we could agree anymore with an mm-hmm when it comes to mm-hmm. bringing in some uh, competition. At that offensive line spot. (laughs) That a little Jack Black school of rock. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Number four, take advantage of a deep inside linebacker free agent class. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, no, duh. They this, burnt- is a, this is a lot of, like, how much research did this guy have to well, do here's for the thing. this? Oh, so you're going to make a – because we agree with him, you're going to say he's bad at this? Like, no, I just like these are – I wanted, I wanted some takes. I wanted some controversy. Well, here's some controversy. Sure. I don't know if the Steelers are going to go this avenue because they've been burned a lot. In the free agent yeah. inside linebacker market, but you got to get back on that horse. Like you can't, you can't draft scared, and you can't uh, tackle free agency scared. Like I hear a lot of people on Mark's show because Mark has also been putting forward the take, championing the take. Really, you got to trade up for Skaronsky. You got to you you never have capital to trade up with, mm-hmm. and you have it this year because of the Claypool trade. And so many people come back with, "Well, look what happened with Devin Bush." Like. You can't be scared of making right. the same mistake again. Like, just because the last time you traded up and it bit you doesn't mean you don't trade up again. again. Doesn't mean that you just, you're, the fear of failing a second time prevents you from even What if you trying. get Troy? Right. Right? Like, what it, if you draft scared, you're not going to be an organization that has much success. You got to take some risks in order to get over the hump mm-hmm. to get an advantage over 31 other teams in the league. And it's the same thing with the inside linebacker free agency class. Uh, John Bostick, <laughs> Joe Schobert, <laughs> Miles Jack. <laughs> I mean, it's just not gone well. Uh, there's no sugarcoating right. it, but just keep chopping away at that tree. Keep taking axe hits at that tree. Mm-hmm. And maybe that isn't an axe hit towards a Bobby Wagner or someone like uh, that. Man. Maybe it's more like great. an Anthony Walker Jr., You know, someone a little bit lower down right. on the totem pole. But I just keep swinging in. Yeah. It's almost inexcusable if you don't bring in an inside yes. linebacker from this free agency class because uh, I think your drafting is going to be focused so elsewhere. And on top of that, even if you pick a stud inside linebacker, a Devin White, a Devin Bush, I mean stud as far as like their prospect ranking, a top 10 kind of guy, those guys still get picked on a lot in the NFL mm-hmm. when they first start because you're going up against Mahomes. You're going up against Burrow. Like You're the inside backer. They manipulate you so much with their eyes. They're so good at it that there's such a great learning curve. They're not going to use one of their higher picks on one of these inside linebackers. It's going to be a second, a third round pick. Get a guy in here who's experienced and has been around the block a couple times, and maybe this is the swing you take that actually timbers the tree over, and you've got a couple of years of an inside backer. The problem is the, the recent history really just scares you because you can say, Oh my God! Bringing in Levante David, who's been such a a, a a stalwart in Tampa Bay, or bringing in Eric Kendrick, 
who has been such a, a, a huge part of the Minnesota defense. Too old for me, those two guys. But still, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can talk yourself into saying, oh, well, look how great those guys are. Miles Jack was the only, like, player in Jacksonville who, who is from that from that original era of that of that Saxonville defense back in 2017 who's still there. Bring him over. It's just... You don't you don't know what you're gonna get out of these guys. Miles Jack was good at the beginning of the year. He just got hurt, and then his I think fatigue caught up with him. Just the body's not ready for a 17 game season anymore. If you're Miles Jack, and that's unfortunate for him, but I think it's fact. How about this little little nugget that I'm looking at spot track right here? So Tremaine Edmonds is obviously I think like the pot of gold when it comes to inside linebackers this year. Mm-hmm. He's only 25 years old, and his average annual market value is projected to be around $11, $12 million. So that's a pretty affordable dude at 25 years old who's a better inside linebacker in this league, one of the better inside linebackers in this league. Jacob, last year, Tyler Matikavich made $400,000 <laughs> more than Tremaine Edmonds in Buffalo on the same team. Big Red made 3.575 mil, 3.164 mil for, for Tremaine Edmonds. You think Tremaine Edmonds is licking his chops to get to this new league year and have the ability for other teams to throw the official offers at him? He he deserves a raise big time. If you're if you're yeah. looking at the special teamer Tyler Matikavich and you're practicing, going, <laughs> how do you make more money than me? What is going on here? I'm a borderline All Pro Pro Bowl linebacker, and the reason why he's on the market at such a young age is Bills just can't afford him. They paid Matt Milano. They're gonna pay Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs needs money. Can't afford him. We've and we've hurt and he's like their Hargrave. Right. He's just a guy who's good and up and coming. Just can't afford him right now. Probably I think we've heard I think Jerry Dulac was the one who made the first report a couple of months ago or yeah, a couple of weeks ago at this him. point. He's just not gonna be on the Steelers next year. Yep. And I don't see any reason why to why you would not believe Jerry in saying that. Right. Because he's a very hot commodity at a position that oh, everybody yeah, needs. Good off-ball linebacker. Yeah, including the Steelers. So, and finally, number five. Draft Joey Porter Jr. over Jordan Addison. Okay. I'm going to go mm-hmm here because it's a position of need. Here's, more so than wide receiver. Here is my trepidation. I'm going to say if it's just between Porter and Addison, and I'm we saying— We land on 17 and they're on the big board. They're I'm still saying there. mm-hmm. Now— how is this I, I, again? I don't mean to come down too hard on Brian here, but how is this piece of work written? This article written when the number three word of advice was to bring in competition at OT through the draft, and number five was to draft Porter over Addison. I think he's operating from the standpoint of you're not trading up for a Skaronsky. So you could get that Porter Addison pick at 17. Right. And then like, take okay. Your so, what, so, like, there it is. Like, the Cats 22. Do you want the cornerback who you think is going to be the guy, the stalwart in that, in that area of or your do you defense? Want the offensive lineman? Or do you want the offensive lineman? You're not going to get both. That's and, the tough spot they're in right now. And if you go, if you draft up, if you move up, you're going to get one of those guys, and you're probably going to lose pick 32. That's what the right? tough spot that they're in right now is it's not just like the Bengals last year where everybody's mm-hmm. like, offensive line, clear-cut number one need. The Steelers have a clear-cut number one need at offensive line, at cornerback, and at inside linebacker. Like, it's not—it really is kind of being like a, a, a choose-your-adventure story, right? Like, 
you're not wrong if you take the tackle, but you're also not wrong if you take the stud corner in your mind, as long as you take that position of need. The only time that I'd be tempted to take Addison is if you didn't trade up, you kept 17 and 32, 17 comes around, all the tackles are gone, Peasy's kid's gone, Christian Gonzalez is gone, Witherspoon out of Illinois, the other cornerback, he's gone. He's going to go top 10 with Gonzalez probably, though. All those guys are gone, and Addison's the only one left standing, and you're pretty confident that you can get a corner or a tackle at 32 and then a corner or a tackle, vice versa, at 49, then I'd probably pull the trigger on Addison. But it's got to almost only be like he's the only one left at 17, and you're still confident that you'll get your your tackle at 32 for me to make that pick. But that's really the only time I'd take Addison. But I, I don't if, if I don't know if, if I would even take Addison at all. Way, I don't even know. I don't know. I wouldn't be mad at them. If my scenario played out that way, everybody else that we like is off the board, I'd take Addison there. I but just, if, if anybody's there, if Porter's there, yeah, if Gonzalez right. is there, if Witherspoon's there, if Scrantz He's there, number five. He's yes, he is at the very and you bottom. don't want you don't want to be left with your fifth choice. But unfortunately, you know, we do these mock drafts and, and a lot of those we're all, gonna do a mock draft in the next episode here, but uh, sometimes all four of those there. guys are gone. Yeah. They're not there a lot of the time. So I think that's why a lot of people think trading up is a pretty good option for the Steelers in this draft class. All right. If you would like to, you can subscribe wow. to our Wouldn't own show, nice? Steelers Standard. I would appreciate it. it be nice I'd appreciate it if you signed it up for us. Uh, subscribe now to the Steelers Standard wherever you get your podcast: Steelers Mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple. You know all the places to go. We again really appreciate it. We're gonna do mock draft 2.0 here on the Steelers Standard, the post combine mock Ooh. draft that's coming up on our next episode. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman, and this is the Steelers Standard. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. All inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never ending fun. So booking an all inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.